Airport Information Mike. Wind at 3000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
Right, um, and, and, and unlike some of those uptight Brits out there, we don't mind you reposting our photos. Just give us credit for it. I That's know. cool. Tony's, <laughs> Tony's referring to this dude. To one we, person. Oh, my gosh. We, yeah, we, we reposted something, and we gave him credit, and we even tagged his, his name and his Instagram on the photo, so, like, it wasn't looking... Uh, anyway, he was all... Like, well, you you know, you need to ask first. It's like, oh, dude. <laughs> it's like, what's the saying now? Sorry, not sorry. Right. Yeah. How, so, how long ago was that? Oh, it was a while ago. It was like, yeah, it, it was, was at least a year, wasn't it? Uh, pro- maybe six, eight months ago, yeah. So, I mean, it was last year. you know, I mean, we did him a favor. He got at least five or six more views of the photo by us <laughs> reposting it. So. Yeah, so you could throw out a bunch of cliches. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Ask for forgiveness before permission. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, we, we've, blah, blah, blah. we've always tried to, to live by the... Um, um, by the golden rule? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, um, ask for forgiveness. Right. So do it first and then but ask there's, for yeah, We there's don't that. take no shit from anyone. <laughs> no, we don't take, take no, no prisoners. prisoners. No, we don't take, take no, no for an answer. answer. Oh, yeah. sorry, Tommy Boy quote. Um. So thanks again for everybody who's uh, following us on Instagram. Um, again, uh, we love it when you like and comment on our posts. We, we love some debates. We've had some, some pretty colorful debates happen lately, and thanks mm-hmm. for participating in those, even though you're wrong. Dumb shits. I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, damn, uh, you call people uh, dumb shits. I'm a little feisty yeah, right like now. Our following number just followers. went down. I'm just um, they know who they are. I love you all. And yes, those of you that are, never mind. Um, but also, uh, as far as the podcast goes, too, we're Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. um, Spotify, or not Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, excuse me. Yep. I need to get us on Spotify, yeah. actually. And you, and, uh, and you can get the podcast by going directly to our website, too, rampcheckglobal.com slash podcast, uh-huh. or there's a link right on there. You can go to the main site. And, and in our Instagram bio, yeah, there's, there's a link to the podcast yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, And, of course, when you listen to the podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star rating. Uh, help us spread the word as well. Uh, share it with your family and friends. And make sure you subscribe because you'll get all this uh, – uh, wonderful content. And um, speaking of content, before we get to the actual beef of the podcast, <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Um, Do you want to come sit by Tony? <laughs> I just, I, um, the Ramp Swag store is mm-hmm. open. Uh, it's, uh, you go to our website, rampcheckglobal.com, mm-hmm. and there's, uh, uh, you can click right there in the website on the RCG Ramp Swag. Uh, section and uh, Aaron has just been busting his ass day in and day out uh, with new designs, exclusive designs, um, and uh, there's there's apparel for men and women in there. Uh, there's unisex apparel. Uh, I don't recommend the bikinis for the guys, but uh, <laughs> but hey, if you're it, into it, that, it could do more harm than good as far as uh, people wanting to buy it, uh, or at least you know shave first. Uh, <laughs> Just don't post any I'm sure selfies. Any, I'm sure anybody that that's going to buy a bikini that's a man is probably already shaved. That's uh, but, a uh, good point. We don't need to go down that road. But, but uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Check, check it out. I mean, um, I, yeah, I've literally been uploading just tons of designs. We've got all kinds of T-shirts, hoodies, hats. Uh, we even have, um, like, jogger sweatpants. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, ladies' yoga pants. We have mm-hmm. ladies' bikinis. We have uh, uh, tank tops. A um, lot of just cool, kick-ass stuff. And, and, and it's not its not just stuff with our logo on it. Oh, it's no, actually no, yeah. worth buying. You can you can buy our logo anywhere. Hell, you can go to our website, <laughs> screenshot it, and print it if you <laughs> like the logo what? that much. Yeah, don't listen to Tony. Our logo. <laughs> worth a lot. I'm just saying, it is worth a lot. But what I'm saying is you see all this apparel out there and all it is is a logo we've got some really cool designs to go with our kick-ass logo yeah and they're unique stuff too we try exactly. to keep it kind of like kelly johnson with uh lockheed martin and skunk works keep it simple stupid right and that's what we do we our shirts are simple they got cool silhouette designs of of some of your favorite aircraft some of your favorite sayings some of the nicknames of the aircraft um you know we've got a I mean, you name it. We've got stuff, you know, anywhere from P-51 Mustangs to, 
you know, the latest F-35. Of course, we have a bunch of F-35 swag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, you know, Fast has inspired that. Yes, um, Fast inspired our, uh, believe our Believe F-35 t-shirt. And that is <laughs> a really right. cool shirt. You it's should a, uh, take a look at that. But cool. uh, we've got our, um, our Splinter Camo. Uh, line of stuff. Mm-hmm. We've got our patriotic line of stuff, which is really cool. We've got Memorial Day coming up, uh, the Fourth of July yeah. uh, slash uh, Independence Day. For those of you who are out of the country, it's the United States Independence Day. If if you live around the world and you don't know what the Fourth of July is to the U.S., then <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, they probably won't be buying that line. Right, yeah, probably exactly. Not. So the the U.S. equivalent of what Bastille Day, Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> yeah. Um, Liberation Day, um, the celebration when the Death Star was destroyed. Um, <laughs> uh, wow, here we go on Tony's fourth. Should in I go road. into Endgame and talk about spoilers? Then, <laughs> no. never mind. Um, but anyway, go to our uh, go to our store. Uh, it's the RCG Ramp Swag Store. Really cool stuff, and especially with some of the holidays coming up in summertime. Uh, get some of that cool stuff. And then when you buy it, um, take a selfie and post it on Instagram and tag us. We'd love to see uh, you uh, wearing yeah, our, our stuff. In our, yeah, our ramp why We'd love to be part of your Av Geekery collection because it definitely is. I mean, shirts, you know, $20, you know, 22 mm-hmm. bucks. Uh, hoodies start at $41. Bucks. Um, so this isn't going to kill your bank account, but it's totally worth it. It's awesome stuff. No. If you, if you ever have any suggestions, too, let us know. We've we've actually done some shirts um, from uh, some of our followers and, you mm-hmm. know, suggestions, um, which is which is really cool. And, and we love doing that stuff. Um, we love customizing things, um, you know, to, you know, because if, if you like something, you suggest it, chances are there's another Av Geek you know out there that that wants that too so um but yeah i mean we we have a little bit of everything seriously t38s uh, xb70 valkyries xb70 yeah uh b58 hustlers corsair uh b36 harrier a4 f14 uh kc135s um, we even have a few civil th- civil aviation items that we're working on too mm-hmm. we have a few up there we've got like a really cool 7478 um, hoodie and t-shirt, uh, Gulfstream G650, um, you know, some other stuff. And we're working on more commercial and, you know, uh, general aviation stuff too. Cause there's right. lots of us out there. That Ooh, can we too. get one with a Mitsubishi MU2? <laughs> yeah, we should have it. <laughs> Except not. leaning on its side. It totally leaning on its side. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. There that, you go. That would Next be a shirt. good one. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, go on there get, get some ramp swag. Um, so um, tag us in it. Get yep. some photos. We we've already had uh, some you know some great orders this week from from some uh, people around the country and um, yeah it's cool. Share it with us. Um, we'd we'd love to hear from you. Rampcheckglobal.com. Yes. Uh, go to the website right there um, and uh, you'll be able to get your ramp swag and we'll get you hooked up. Yes. Awesome. Beauty. So, uh, as far as some other issues, or not issues, but I mean aviation topics out there, um, uh, we've been talking quite a bit about a few things uh, amongst ourselves, and we'll uh, share some of that with you. Uh, Should we just talk about the... 737 max yeah, and just kind yeah, of get that get subject out that. of the way it's uh Let's do it. i, I want to say something that's funny though it's not funny but it's 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 uh, ironic when it comes to the media mm-hmm. for i don't know however many weeks after the the second crash which was the ethiopian airlines right. uh, max crash that's you couldn't even open your phone and not have headlines about the 737 max and who's at fault and who did this and trump's in bed with the ceo of boeing and boeing right. screwed this up and the faa messed this up and now you can't there's no headlines at all and no yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's an old story it's, it's weird. and yeah you know, you actually have to do a search to find any information about it. And um, even though there's still a lot going on. Yeah, there's still a lot going on. There's, uh, you know, they're they're still coming up with, uh, um, you know, obviously uh, policy and procedures <laughs> and, you know, something that's going to be standardized, obviously, that will uh, that, that everybody can follow and and um, 
you know, get this thing resolved and get these things back in the air. So, right, so there's right. some really good stuff out there. You just kind of have to search for it. Yeah. So I, I wanted to mention something I was, uh, I saw on Facebook and, and I don't, we don't know this person at all. Um, but his name is uh, Christopher Cody. And, um, he actually wrote something about, um, an article, uh, because th- this is the crazy thing about the, the media and, and why, I just, most of the media, I just cannot stand. It's because they write stories like, when Max's fly again, will passengers get on board? It's like, are you kidding? Like, when you crash your car, are you going to drive again? Like, I mean, we've all lost loved ones, friends, and accidents in in all walks of life. Hey, I busted a tooth a few months ago, and uh, (laughs) I'm still eating. So, are, you, are you sure you're not turning Canadian <laughs> a few months ago? <laughs> well, and let's look at historically. Um, there have been numbers of the same type of aircraft that have crashed over the years, and Multiple they're still on times. the air, and people still yeah. fly. You well, know? it's just I mean, Airbus got a shaky start with with right. their, you know with their the A320 family. The A320. Yeah. But but anyway, I want to read this real yeah. quick. It's it's not that long. It's like you know a couple short paragraphs but um go ahead eh? i think it kind of um i'm not going to read it all but but i'm going to read the the crux of what it is and and i think it's kind of spot on so what he says is i've tried to remain out of the fray regarding the max until conclusions were made which i think is the smart thing to do that would be a Smart, yeah, exactly. Right. That's what everyone should do. And he, he continues, but after I read, I read this article. That's that Wall Street Journal one. I couldn't resist. Please note that my opinion is mine and mine only, and doesn't represent an official opinion or position of the company. So I'm assuming maybe he works for Boeing or whatever company he works for. Um, he, I believe he's a pilot. Uh, we won't go, you know, too far into into that. But he's he's an aviation professional. Okay, says folks. This is the future of automation. The information driving the systems in these aircraft are prone to error because humans program them. Okay? Mm -hmm. The proverbial garbage in, garbage out. I guess this speaks to having pilotless aircraft in the future too. But please recognize that Boeing is not alone in this endeavor. The MAX is much less automated than Airbus, which is why I like flying Boeing products. The MAX will be the safest aircraft out there once it's approved to come back online. All of the scrutiny it is undergoing right now from the FAA and other regulatory agencies, along with pilots, unions, and companies that fly these aircraft, will make it the safest airplane out there. Rest assured, once it's approved to fly again, I wouldn't want to fly any other airplane. I will keep my opinions of the crashes off the social media. I will say it is a combination of factors though that could have that could have helped the accident, but the act but accidents do happen. This is life. I don't mean to sound cold, but nothing is flawless. However, flying is still the safest means of transportation, bar none. And so, I mean, that's basically what I'm going to read mm-hmm. from that. And I actually feel, I mean, I'm not a pilot. I don't fly 737s. I don't fly any type of aircraft. Yeah, I have flown, obviously, and I've yeah. been in multiple aircraft. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of us have. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's my opinion, too. I mean, it, it, it's, it's an accident. You know, everybody wants to... To go down that road is, oh, it was Boeing's fault. And all Boeing cared about was, you know, profits and getting the aircraft out. And now there's so many factors in this. And and to be honest with you, if it really comes down to Boeing just missed something, I mean, Mm -hmm. every company misses something. Unfortunately, when it's aviation... There's lots of lives that are right. lost, and that's the sad part about it. Because they're that's carrying the... lots of people. Exactly. Yeah, that... auto, like auto companies recall vehicles. Yeah, they recall all the time, vehicles when there's problems, right. and, exactly. and they, they find flaws, and they have to reprogram computers. And this well, and that. aircraft manufacturers, they don't necessarily recall aircraft, but it's a very similar thing where. You know, there's an airworthiness directive. When, right. I, when I worked at SkyWest, yeah, we would get airworthiness directives. Uh, 
not like every single day, but it wasn't. It was. It was very common Whenever to see frequent ones. Whenever something had to be changed yeah, or exactly. updated, you do it for the yep. safety of the crew, the safety yep. of the public, the safety of whoever's going to be on yep. that aircraft. And and, and that's just it, that is life because right. and and unfortunately, sometimes something bad has to happen for you to really mm-hmm. learn. Like what I mean, look look what happened on nine eleven. Like. We had no idea that that there were people that were capable of taking over aircraft like right. that it and was flying unthinkable. them into buildings. Yeah, I mean right. that that was yeah that was unthinkable. But you look back and you're like, oh shit! Look at all this stuff that we could have done well, that right. could have prevented. Look so, at all and, the and how many times has that happened since? Exactly. Look at so, all and look, there's been many prevented. Look yeah. at all the um, changes that have happened, or like airworthiness directives, or you know, inspections that were required after certain accidents. I mean, I'll go way back to the Comet. Yeah. You know, the first commercial jet airliner. Yep. And they lost several of them. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out why. Pressurization issues. Well it was it was metal fatigue on the airframe from the repeated pressurization pressurization and depressurization of the aircraft. Yeah. So lots of people unfortunately died. Yeah. You know, but we wouldn't have commercial aviation as we know right. today without the comet. That's how we learn. And that that's how we learn. Exactly. You have to have thicker skin. You have to have better joints. Right. You have to have better rivets. You have, I mean. So, and then the other thing too, um, you know, the Alaska Airlines MD-80 that they lost. Yeah. Uh, what happened there? They grounded all the MD-80s. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I shouldn't say it once, and I need to get my facts straight. But what happened was, is they issued an airworthiness directive that said every single, you know, MD-80, um, you know, or part of that family, I guess. Yeah. Um, they had to inspect the jack screws. Right. Yeah, the little corkscrews on the elevators. Yeah. The, the, the jack the screws on the, the elevators. Yeah. Yep, that went up in the tail that controlled yep. the, the, the vertical... Yeah. Yeah, the vertical the, pitch. the horizontal excuse me, horizontal vertical. I, I don't know which end is up. <laughs> anyway. Up and down. Um, but um it's like an elevator. But you know, and literally. with an and with an airworthiness directive, you know, the 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 problem, you know, the source of the problem is identified and then what type of aircraft obviously, what needs to be done to comply with the directive and mm-hmm. and um you know I whether it's everything like directive. Yes. And whether everything needs to be grounded now or if it's something that just needs to kind of work its way through yeah. like a maintenance depot and get it, right. you know, in, inspected at that time. Well, Look, right. the, the bottom line with the Boeing 737 MAX is, yes, there was a flaw somewhere. Okay, whether it was the data that was fed into the MCAS system right. or the MCAS itself, the training, the, 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 the training, knowledge, lack of communication on on Boeing's part, lack of communication on the airline's part, you know, the pilot unions. And what I'm saying is, is there was not one individual that right. that can only be held accountable right. for this. And, and it was definitely and, and there's. You know, there's there's things that have come out about, you know, um, we go back to the Lion Air accident, which was the first mm-hmm. Max accident. Well, that exact aircraft was having issues on the flight previous to the flight mm-hmm. that actually went down, where a jump seat pilot supposedly, I mean, and and again, told th- this. The- this, right. this is all reported. Right. You don't know what yeah. of this is exactly right on, but but if the story about this is right on the money, like supposedly this jump seat pilot knew how mm-hmm. to deactivate what whatever was going on, which whether it was the trim system he knew mm-hmm. how to turn off completely yeah. or whatever, knew how to do that, save the aircraft and how did that info not spread like a wildfire yeah. through right. the aviation industry? Right. It should have been reported, documented, and something should have been done about it. Like, well, can you just yeah. imagine him in the jump seat, like, oh, like yeah. leaning forward and, uh, guys, <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, what you need to do is this, and then he recovers the aircraft. Like, right. yeah. how did that not? Like you said, spread right. like wildfire. If, right? if that Everyone indeed is know. true, and if we don't true. we don't know a hundred percent. I mean, right. you know, but but I mean, there, there's there's been other pilots that have come out. I've read so many articles on this, 
And one that really, one that really hit the the, the pilot. Um, he's he's a seven three seven pilot, and he flew the Max, and he also flew the the next gen, which is the one right before mm-hmm. the Max came out. And and he basically said, if if I'm having issues, controllability issues, I'm turning every damn system off, except for the ones that keep the airplane in the air, and I'm flying it. Like a freaking like a one fifty two. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a little Cessna, and and yeah. I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna land it manually. I'm gonna do everything manually. Now, we weren't in the cockpit. We're not trained like even the Ethiopian pilots because right. Ethiopian Airlines is actually a pretty safe airline. Yeah, and me. and they've always they've had a pretty good track record mm-hmm. as far as safety goes on that front. Um, I mean, they've been hijacked, and geez. You guys remember that 767 that was hijacked and ran yes. out of fuel? Oh, yeah. The hijackers, you know, oh, it's a 767. This thing can fly anywhere we need to. Not realizing you need fuel, you freaking idiot. Yeah. So anyway, but, um, you know, so it's like, yes, we weren't in the cockpit. We don't know. And that's why we're not necessarily speculating on those accidents. Right. Exactly, you know, because those are still being investigated. But, but these pilots that know these aircraft... I mean, they're they're like, right? F- fly this thing manually, man. Turn off all the automated systems. Well, you just wonder why that wasn't. And again, you know, you're not in the cockpit. When yeah, a bunch you just of, don't know when you're getting a bunch of triple chimes and you know, yellow and red right. indicator lights, right. losing and, altitude. Exactly. So there's so many things that can go on. I wanted to bring something up really quickly about the Lion Air. Uh, thing because you know a lot of people are saying well why did that airplane fly the next day when this all happened you know and and i do think it was more of a communication issue with the next crew uh, that they just did not know what they were getting into um so uh, a lot of you av geeks out there might know this already uh, but you know we may have a few listeners that don't but um and I'm not going to quote Fars, but I'm going to get close. Thank you, but I, I bet I'm going to get near. I bet you're going to say directive again. <laughs> nope, I'm not. I have a directive for you, actually, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> put that in your book. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so <clears throat> excuse me. Every airline has a. It's a. It's a book that basically talks about I'm all the, the, far. the different. No, it's not the Fars. Um, it's regulated by the FARS, but um, it's like a maintenance log or it's, something. Well, is not that, quite a maintenance log, but it's called the the MEL and the CDL. The MEL stands for uh, minimum equipment list, mm. and the CDL stands for configuration deviation list. list. Uh huh. Thank you. All right, way to catch on there. Good deal. Um, so basically, what these two lists do is. It tells maintenance what components or what parts or elements of these components Mm -hmm. can be inoperative and yet still allow the aircraft to fly. So are you guys following me? Right. So like an MEL, like you can fly... like every every part of the aircraft has to be you know accounted yeah. for. Like an ex- as an example so, that I've personally seen mm-hmm. is like maybe on like a seven three seven, maybe the uh, the the um, landing gear door piece or something can right? be off for that flight. Okay, that's like a that. CDL item. That's a CDL item. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean we we've seen you guys have probably noticed stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah. airplane well, but, spotting. Or, well, and and yeah. and you people that have flown and been delayed because there's a light bulb burnt out in the air in the lavatory. Um you're thinking like, "Wow, it's a light bulb." Well, it's got to be accounted for. Yeah, right. Everything has to be either operational or it has to be written up and covered yeah. by either the MEL or the CDL. Right. So when the pilot, you know, gets on the intercom and says, "Hey, you know, we got a little maintenance issue. Uh, we're just figuring, we're just finishing up paperwork right now." They're not full of shit. They're finishing up the paperwork to make sure that yeah. they've complied right. with every part of that MEL. So, getting back to the Lion Air situation, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, so many components of the. Uh, um, the the navigational system, you know, the pneumatics, the, um, right. you know, every part, you know, like when you're talking about the pitot tubes the and sensors this, and, and, you know, there are certain things. Now, those are, those are um, like critical type 
Yeah, you know, elements. So, so I'm sure that like if there is even an MEL that you can use to write that up, then um, then it's probably very very restrictive. Mm -hmm. But you know, there could have been something that was in their MEL that says, okay, so this component can be written up and you can still depart. Another reason why the MEL and the CDL exist is because. You know, the air, the the airlines, they're out there to move passengers from point A to point B as close to on time as possible. You know, it's all about getting the passengers where they need to go. It's also about profitability and safety and all these other, um, you know, elements mm-hmm. when they come together. Mm-hmm. But the, re- the one of the other reasons why the CDL and the MEL exist mm-hmm. is so you can go in, you can say, okay, this part's broken. You look it up. Okay, so the aircraft can depart. As long yeah. as this, this, and this is done, so it allows the operation to keep moving, and it allows you, you, pass us passengers, to be able to get to point A to point B right. instead right. of require, which I think is unreasonable in my opinion. You know, every airline to fix every aircraft right. before so they. So, how, how does this tie into the Lion Air thing? Are you saying maybe something? There, there might have. Or, well, no, I'm saying that when it was in there? maintenance the night before, right. because it was written up by the right. previous crew, right. that maintenance and maintenance control probably had a procedure that they had to go through to check it to right. comply with. Right. And maybe there was something that was possibly. And I'm not. Overlooked. I'm totally speculating. No, not even overlooked. Yeah. That might have been covered by the MEL, but maybe something it affected some other system. And again, with the aircraft being so new, mm-hmm. that that maybe there was something overlooked, maybe in the manual of the MEL yeah. itself. Well, and there were reports that the AOA indicator was replaced. The actual right. so physical they, angle mm-hmm. of attack sensor was replaced. So they replaced it. One of them was bad. Right. Apparently, that's the one. Because here, this is the big thing with Boeing is. Because the aircraft has two, now correct me if I'm wrong, it has two AOA sensors, okay? The MCAS system supposedly was only tied to one right. of those. Right, so one of the changes, where, right. And, and one of the changes will be is it will have to get readings from both AOA right. sensors in order for the MCAS to function or else it'll just cut mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And so apparently the one AOA sensor that was bad or whatever, supposedly it was replaced and maybe it wasn't correctly replaced maybe it wasn't replaced right. maybe it was reset i mean i i'm well, no amp mechanic so i right. don't know if you can it's reset the system that operates you know right well when you're talking a system like that i i know mm. that when i was a dispatcher you know there were certain elements of that system that if you had to be replaced if they had to be replaced they had to go through a pressure check mm-hmm. you know um anything you know, that was closely associated with flight systems. It would require, you know, a test flight. Now, I don't know if here in the United States what they had had written up and what happened because that seemed like a flight control system to me. Not only, you know, um, a system problem, but, you know, you're required to test fly that aircraft. Yeah. And, you know, test flying an aircraft. No, the mechanics don't take the airplane up. You have to get a qualified crew for that yeah. particular plane. Right. And they have to, you know, go and you have to build a test flight for them in, you know, the tracking systems. and That's and, certain systems, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have to certain systems, not yeah, everything. Right. But again, that MEL will state, okay, so if this has been complied with, you know, the aircraft can be released or this and that. So, yeah, right. so I don't... Now, we're assuming that's how it is it, over there in Indonesia. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying as well. So, it could be different. And, and you there know, could be certain that things that require... regulatory yeah. body might not exactly. require that certain way. And then right. that, that might be why Lion Air was actually banned from flying into Europe for so many there, years. Right. You just never know. You just don't know. But and, I'm... I'm saying there could be many many different factors and really what it all circles back to is there's no one individual or no one company that is solely you know at fault for this it was a whole bunch of different like if i could just copy and paste that quote you read aaron from that guy that's exactly how i I feel about the situation exactly exactly how i feel you know and 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 that's what Boeing and, and the airlines and you know that operate the Max. I mean, that's what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Boeing is working just tirelessly around the clock to get this thing recertified to make sure that hey, it is a safe aircraft. It always has been a safe aircraft. Just because this number of 
you know, this and this and this didn't line up for a couple of these flights and then it caused, you know, right. whatever caused those accidents and we'll find out with the investigations, mm -hmm. you know. But it's like, you know, Boeing, they've, they've, they're doing hundreds of test flights, they're doing simulator flights, they're doing, you know, um, you know, the CEO of Boeing is going up on these flights. I mean, there, there's, it's a safe aircraft like that, those, those quotes that I read, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it, it's unfortunate that these accidents happen. Everybody is going to learn from it and it will be the safest aircraft. I agree with that. And I agree with what he said. It's it's like, you know, but I, I don't know and how much more we can really go exactly into that. Um, I mean, that yeah, that's where really. it's at. I mean, there's there there's a there's a big international board investigation going on as far as how the 737 Max was certified and if there were things that were missed. And so that's going to be going on in the background while Boeing is working on getting this thing right. certified. And and the motivation for that is not just oh, this is a witch hunt. Somebody's head's going to roll because of this. What it's going to do is if they identify any flaws in the process to get right. this certified, they're going to fix it so it doesn't happen yeah. again in the future. That's why it will be the safest Exactly. Yeah. Because it's so under the microscope right yeah. now that mm -hmm. they're going to well, find and, anything. And, and it'll help the whole aviation industry as a whole because will. Airbus will look at this and go, okay, so right. this is what happened with them with the MAX. I mean, mm. Airbus... Boeing, all these manufacturers, they come out with new aircraft all the time. And mm -hmm. if there's something that was missed, everybody's going to learn from it. Right. And, and, and Airbus, their next aircraft, you know, the A390 or A370, whatever comes out, they're going to make sure. They're going to say, hey, did we double check this damn flight system right. to make sure, you know, because they've had issues with flight automation, yeah. as we mentioned earlier. So, Well, I think with the A320... Um, you know that was their first aircraft. Correct me like if I'm wrong. That had the fly-by-wire fly, system. Fly-by-wire, yeah. And you know they they're showing off their brand new A320 <laughs> as it as it dives into the trees in France oh, and turns right into, into a fireball. Zone. Remember that, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's unfortunately and luckily we've got so much automation and so much computing power that they can model most of this on a computer before the aircraft is even assembled, you yeah. know, or even uh, anyway. But unfortunately, you know, there's still things that get overlooked and that's just how it's going to be in every single industry. So to, to, to back up what that guy said about mm -hmm. flying being the safest, yeah. I just found an interesting uh, uh, fact here. So this is from Forbes.com. And uh, um, this article, I didn't, I couldn't find anything uh, earlier, mm -hmm. uh, this close to the when we started recording the podcast. But this was done in April of 2017. This article, and this is uh, tracking since 1959. Um, so from 1959, when they started tracking this, all the way up to April of 2017, mm -hmm. there have been a total of 1,918 accidents involving jet airliners of mm -hmm. all types, including mm -hmm. cargo, mm -hmm. killing 29,646 passengers aboard the aircraft and 1,216 people on the ground, resulting in a total of 973 destroyed aircraft. Mm -hmm. Wow. So... That's what 1959 to 2017. That's a lot of years. That is, that is a lot, a of, lot years. of years. 56 years. And Math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> and the crazy thing is, as sad as all those people have died, how many people die in traffic accidents every year? Right. In each country across yeah, the world. Worldwide. Yeah. yeah. And that's why aviation is still the, the It's still safest. the safest. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, so, you know, and speaking of plane crashes and, you know, and, and accidents, I just wanted to throw this in there really quick because this past week, um, a Russian Aeroflot um, Sukhoi Superjet 100 crash landed. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw the video of that, but oh no! But it's it's the one that that crashed and, and burned, and like forty plus people died because they couldn't egress the aircraft in time. Well, what happened was the aircraft took off, uh, had some kind of uh, an issue, an emergency, mm -hmm. um, and then asked to return to the airport. Well, the speculation is when they brought it in, they didn't dump fuel or anything, so they were like fully like oh, geez. totally on the high end of weight. And the aircraft bounced, like bounced a couple of times on the runway before it mm -hmm. came. Well, the landing gear failed, the main gear failed, 
and it sparked a huge fire oh, and ruptured geez. the tanks on the wings and, wow. and and it started a fire well the big thing is the speculation is there could have been more survivors but passengers were supposedly grabbing their carry-on luggage delaying everybody getting off that aircraft and the only reason i want to bring this up is because you know people you know if if you're in an accident like that you know if you're in an accident and you're having to get off that aircraft they're deploying the slides mm -hmm. and, and everything like just leave your shit like yeah. well number one you're lucky to be alive in the first place yeah so you know how about you extend your life a little bit don't well, worry about your carry-on bags and just yeah. get off the airplane. Yeah, just get off the airplane as well, fast as you can. But you're slowing other people down by doing that as well. Yeah. So yeah, and 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 the the thing too that that I want I kind of wanted to touch on this too is, and I think maybe the reason why is because aviation is so safe. You don't really think, oh, the aircraft's burning. People are standing up in the aisles. I'm gonna get off this airplane just fine. Right. Like mm -hmm. everybody's so like just casual about it yeah. yeah where it's like look if the captain is saying you know or you see the slides deployed like you need to treat that as a <laughs> yes. sinking boat or yeah, a ticking time off, bomb out of the aircraft. like you need to get off the aircraft as soon as possible yep. and that means you leave your shit yeah period just get off and 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 that I, I guess that's the important thing about that accident but well, and and of I, course, that investigation is still going on, so we don't even know exactly. Right. I just decided to fact check for fun. So globally, over 1.25 million people die a year in auto accidents globally. Hmm. A year. year. Yeah. And this year. is year. from 1959 to 2017, 29,000 on the aircraft yeah. and another, what, 1,800 yeah. on, or yeah. 1,200 on the ground. A aviation's hmm. awesome. It's scary, yeah, because you're falling out of the sky and most people are afraid to fly to begin with. Right. But it's like, yeah, it, it is scary. It's kind of like, you know, scary movies or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. It's, it, you know, you watch it and it freaks you out and everything. Mm -hmm. But, but I mean, it's the safest mode of transportation. It, it, it transports literally hundreds and, I mean, probably millions of people every day. Mm -hmm. You probably. know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure the numbers are outrageous. But, but anyway, um, do you guys want to move on to, to, you yeah. know, to another subject? Yeah, so, I think we can. Yeah. So we just wanted to address that. <laughs> so um, we're going to kind of circle back to, to our hometown here, or at least home state, um, Utah, in the United States. Um, Hill Air Force Base, Utah, which is located um, in Layton, Utah. Uh, it's home to the 388th Fighter Wing and the 419th Fighter Wing, which is has the world's first combat operational F-35A Lightning II Joint Strike Fighters. Um, and over these past couple weeks, they've actually deployed some of their aircraft to the Middle East. Mm -hmm. They've actually flown combat missions and dropped bombs in Iraq. And they've also uh, flown a lot of missions um, as deterrent missions is what the Air Force is calling it. And the cool thing about that is, you know, it's the first time that these F-35s have been out there. Um, you know, the F-35As. And we all know Israel has used the F-35A mm -hmm. Um uh, in their neck of the woods and the marine corps used their b models before um attacking targets in afghanistan um and these are th the funny thing is is these are all the the uh the missions that we know about right that they're publicly saying yes you know let's let's uh you know let's let people know but the the one thing that's really cool about this is um you know it's here you know from hill air force base utah which is cool uh, it's the same uh, fighter wing that that fast is a part of mm -hmm. um so that's cool um but what's interesting to me and and there's a couple angles of this is i don't know if you guys have been noticing in the photos but these f-35s at least the photos that the air force is releasing they're still flying with those little radar deflectors and you would think if they're in theater or, you know, flying around the Middle East, there's this huge uproar with Iran right now. Like, mm -hmm. supposedly Iran's starting a bunch of shit over there and sabotaging tankers, you know, like oil tankers mm -hmm. in the Gulf and, and all this stuff. And, and you would think that they would fly without those. Now, all the experts say, well, the reason why the Air Force flies that with those radar deflectors on them is so that the enemy cannot gather 
you know, um, radar data and certain types of, of, um, of data that they can get with an F-35 that's non-stealthy. Because with those deflectors, it's it's not in quote unquote stealth mode, right? Well, and and the, the other photos that it's showing is it, it has the uh, the aim nine um, uh, racks on the wings, on the wings. so it's not mm, stealthy with that not. either. So well, it's interesting. I have mm. a theory. Two, Makes you think. <clears throat> two things come to mind for me. Number one, they really aren't what they say they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the deflectors, and number two <laughs> is. They want our enemies to know those aircraft are there. Yeah, they no, want they them do. to see them. They, they want do. them to see, you know, to go the outside. The ones we want them to see. Well, right. The ones we want them to see. Well, exactly. yeah, maybe maybe the ones that don't that are in stealth <clears throat> mode without the racks, without the mm -hmm. radar deflectors. Maybe you know, maybe there's a bunch still flying around without, but the air force isn't going to release photos. Yeah, well, of them. exactly, yeah. and they won't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they have their methods of keeping things under. Yes, under. I <laughs> know it's it's it, There's yeah. A reason for it's, everything. It, it's interesting, but anyway, you know, <laughs> congrats to Hill. I mean, deploying these aircraft, you know, mm -hmm. having the first combat missions in this aircraft. We know the Joint Strike Fighter F-35 still very controversial with pricing and delays and whatever. But I'm telling you what, <laughs> everybody you talk to that flies that jet says I wouldn't want to take any other jet into combat. Because right. it does everything that it is supposed to do. Situational awareness, sensor fusion, stealth capabilities. I mean, if you listen to the podcast with Fast, he's like, you know, the first time he flew um, a red flag mission in F-35, you know, even he was like, okay, here's the I believe moment. You know, yep. I believe that it's the stealth is going to work. Here's how it's going to prove it to me. And he kicked ass in that thing. Yeah, right. got back. And yeah, got back, two, right? wasn't even mm -hmm. detected. He sh he even shot down an F-16 while he was trailing two of them, you know, aggressors. And um, and so that, that's pretty cool. And, you know, well, and maybe now that technology exists, like, you know, with the Klingon ships in the Star Trek movies <laughs> where they, they have a cloaking device right. and they're just not releasing it as well as the stealth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine just seeing one decloak? On yeah, accident. No, just, just, just show up. <laughs> just people that are critical of the cost and you know of everything. First of all, to stay ahead of your let's just call it your enemies. Yeah. It costs money yeah. because they're doing everything they can to try and catch up with us and even surpass us. And you know, to the point where they might one day have air superiority. Ha 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 over the United <laughs> States. I know. Um but uh, did you see that Putin's uh, um, Russian president, you know, whatever you right. call him, Vladimir Putin's um, VIP transport jet was escorted by six Su-57 Russian stealth fighters just like today. Really? They released a photo and it's like. You know, I think that's all the jets they have right now. They're still like <laughs> building them. And Russia loves right. to just try to flex their muscle. I they know do. know what I mean? In, I in the they public. Do. It's like, and the thing is, look, SU-57, you you know, you've got the jets over in China too, you know, the J-20 and, you know, all these other jets. And yeah, they look stealthy, but I mean, are they really fifth generation just because they look like F-22 and well, F-35? They're their fifth generation. Yeah, I mean, it honestly, like... You look at them, and there's so many angles on those aircraft. How could it be stealthy? You look at the Chinese I'm gonna try to look and, and, and the Russian jets. The nozzles just look like they're regular other Sukhois. And that. Yeah. How is that stealthy? I just don't get it. And there is no way that they have the same technology they as don't. far as sensor fusion yeah. and as far as software and avionics. That we have. And now, so hopefully I'm not sure how fifth gen they are, and I'm sure that'd piss off a lot of people that maybe live in those countries. Well and, and but hopefully but though, you know, on. when we you know, if you ones, ever yeah, yeah. Okay. when when you ever look under the hood, quote unquote, you know, of an F thirty five and you're looking yeah. at the avionics, hopefully you don't see a little sticker that says made in China. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd be well, really disappointed it'll if that were the case. Twenty five percent more. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. it'll cost twenty five percent more. <laughs> Tariffs. <laughs> but but uh, but anyway, so you know, and, and kind of going back to you know the F thirty five and Hill Air Force Base, but um, 
you know, they, they have an operation going on right now that ends on May 17th, because what's today, May 14th, we're recording. Yep. But anyway, they, they have a combat hammer operation. It's, it's basically like a, uh, like a weapons evaluation. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, last week they had this two days where they launched aircraft, like, every 45 minutes. They... They fought for like eight hours, like F-35s and F-16s. Like you know, there's F-16s from Shaw Air Force Base here, from from Kunsan Air Force Base in Korea, which is cool. The Wolfpack cool. Um, is here flying. Man, um, I'd love to be out at the Utah Test and Training Range. Oh man, for yeah. that, yeah, that that was just something I've done that you guys haven't. I know Eagle I know. Range is what it's called. That's right. Hey, yep. fast if you're listening. Mm. <laughs> wink, wink. I'd no, love to no. go out again. <laughs> I. <laughs> Love, love to go, go out, out for, for the, the first, first time. time. <laughs> I knew you guys would say exactly. that. That's why I said that. Exactly. Well, I was I was even in the Air Force stationed at Hill Air Force Base. Yeah. And um, at the Utah Air National Guard, and was an aerospace control and warning systems operator. I still and never went to the goddamn base. Well, so, speaking of that, to I, the range. The 729 just came back from deployment. Did they really? Yeah, like yeah, last week. Cool. I, I read a sure press did. release. Go 729. That yeah. was my old unit yeah. um, uh, in the Air Force. So, <laughs> but anyway, I was I was there photographing and covering Combat Hammer um, last the end of last week, and. Uh, Fast was cool enough to drop by, and, and uh, he came and said hi. And you guys, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably saw, mm-hmm. you know, I took a selfie with him and, you know, photographed him departing. He, he flew a sortie yeah, that, that day. Yeah, that was cool. It was pretty badass. And, and he hooked us up with some pretty awesome, unique stuff, too. So we appreciate that. I mean, we even got some some 20-millimeter um, shell casings mm-hmm. from him uh, that he shot when he was deployed in Afghanistan uh, the last time Hill Air Force Base deployed F-16s. Which I think is so cool. Oh, so, I mean, Aaron's going to keep mentioning, but I just wanted to personally thank you, Fast, for for all that stuff. It was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. And, and Definitely. And got Very some nice flight suits that, that, that he actually wore in combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and these really cool uh, prints. Lith- lithograph yeah. prints that, that he signed for us, which yep. you know we'll take pictures of, of all that. Pretty awesome. So soon, but and thank you again. Yes, so <laughs> so cool. Pretty so, amazing. So look, I'm not trying to turn this episode into F35, but we have to mention Too one late. more F35 <laughs> story. Um, so Nellis Air Jeez. Force Base, as you know, they're home to the 64th Aggressor Squadron mm-hmm. to fly F16s, right. the Vipers. That's right. They used to fly. Uh, the 65th Aggressor Squadron used to be um, operational, and they used to fly F-15s. Well, mm-hmm. they 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 stopped doing that just to save money and costs and whatever. Well, the Air Force just announced they're reactivating the 65th, and they're going to bring early production F-35s to be aggressors. And so you're going to have F-35s and F-16s as the aggressors out at Nellis now. Wow. So awesome. it's going to give, you know, um, the United States and its allies some kick-ass, you know, capability of fighting against 5th awesome Gen training. versus 5th yeah. Gen. That'll exactly. be awesome. Because even though I just mentioned, you know, maybe China and Russia, you know, they have jets that look like 5th right. Gen. You don't. I mean, eventually, I'm sure they'll get there. Once again, there's the United States version of fifth generation fighter, yeah, and then there's everybody else's version <laughs> exactly. of fifth generation fighter, so. and it's just kind of that way. You know, it's, we're not <laughs> right. trying to be cocky or whatever. Well, maybe a little bit, but hmm. that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah. And um, but anyway, that's going to be awesome. So in the near future, we go down and cover red flag, and we mm-hmm. go down and photograph red flag. You know, we're going to be seeing some F-35 aggressors yep. as well with those Vipers. So it's going to be badass. Speaking of red flag, um, is it 19-3 that we'll be covering? at the end of July. At the end of July. So we'll be down there. So any of our Instagram followers, if you're going to be out there as well, um, you know, uh, send us a direct message on Instagram or comment on one of our photos or something. And uh, uh, let us know when you're going to be down there. And... Um, you know, kind of circling back to the whole ramp swag thing. I think we'll have some ramp swag with us that we're gonna, you know, hand out to some some people that we meet down there. Um, and uh, let us know you're gonna be there. So we don't know the exact dates we're gonna be there yet, but it's probably right. gonna be around that what that second to last week of July is what yeah, we're thinking. Yeah, and, and and we we try we try to cover several days, 
you know, a couple right. times. So, right. You know, and I'll be much warmer this time. Yes. Yeah, you're gonna freaking sweat your bag <laughs> off, dude. <laughs> It's going to be like camera one, bag is like what he he said camera bag. One tap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Wow. It's going to be hot. But um anyway, so um <laughs> cool. <laughs> do you guys have anything else that you kind of wanted to talk about? I mean, any any other current event items or um you know, I mean, we covered a lot. The, no, we covered man, a lot. Is, this is good. We'll just try Force. to do our next one quick and Yep not wait a month again or and, how and, long it was right and once again if there's anything you want us to talk about about you know or talk about on the podcast um you know let us know hit us up on instagram once again you can leave uh that as part of your review when you're reviewing the podcast um and when you're giving us that five star review wink wink um <laughs> and subscribing on itunes uh and um uh yeah we we'd love to talk about it don't forget Go to our website, uh, rampcheckglobal.com. Uh, right there on the homepage, you'll see our uh, Ramp Swag, swag store. store. Uh, click on it, browse through a bunch of the stuff, buy some stuff, and uh, you know, take a selfie or pictures or whatever, you know, doing your Av Geek thing um, with some of our Ramp Swag on. We'd love to see it. Uh, share it with your friends. And um, uh, yeah, and who knows? We, we may even. You know, see that and maybe send you something else for yeah, free. send yep. you something for free as well. Yep. There's a lot of neat stuff on there. And remember, the the patriotic uh, designs, those are my favorites, actually, out yeah. of everything. And the U.S., specifically U.S. Right. patriotic. U.S. Obviously. patriotic, yeah. obviously, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll have to do some other designs maybe with, like, yeah. the U.K. flag or, yeah, you Some know, tornadoes, maybe, Euro yeah, flag. Yeah, we don't want to Saudi Arabia with their F-15 SAs. And again, send yep. us your suggestions. It doesn't matter matter what country you're in right. sorry we were making fun of your quote-unquote fifth generation <laughs> fighters um but uh but anyway send us your suggestions as well and um and remember here in the united states we've got memorial day coming up we've also got uh independence day um and so get your your patriotic stuff too um and uh, stock up on it share it with your friends and families uh um do we have kids size we don't have kid size yet. available yet. Okay, but that is something that that we that is definitely coming. do coming soon. Right, but we've yeah. got um, okay. uh, male and female, uh, yeah. you know, specific and, designs. And most and of our T-shirts are, are are great on men and women. Right. So they're you know they're they're okay. nice shirts. They're comfy cool. and great quality shirts. All right. Well, um, once again, uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Google Podcasts, SoundCloud subscribe rate and review five star rate and review uh <laughs> share it with your family and friends um and uh if you're new to this and you don't follow us on instagram we are at rampcheckglobal.com and no, no, uh, no, that's the website i'm sorry we are at rampcheckglobal wow <laughs> talking's hard um especially when you're turning canadian i know eh? hey hey aaron uh why don't you uh tell everybody where they can find you eh? i am at aaron rumfollow on instagram and twitter and of course i post a lot of my photos i i'm the photographer here in the group and i post a lot of my photos and Actually, about 99% of all the photos on our Ramp Check Instagram are my photos, but mm -hmm. um, at Ramp Check and uh, at Aaron Rumfollow, and love to hear from you. Send suggestions. Uh, we interact with a lot of you followers and, and ab geeks out there, so uh, keep that up, and we'd love to chat with you anytime. Right. Yeah, amen. <laughs> cricket i'm gonna you end it on that you can't you can't find you on my instagram well you can't but i will uh, give you mine it's at uh at room follow me although it's kind of redundant because aaron is the one that usually posts all the cool stuff yep um so make sure you check that out and um I'm yeah, trying if, to get Ryan and Tony to post more. Well, you know, you're just the one with the camera that gets all the cool shots and, and yeah, everything yeah. like that. But hey, let us borrow your camera. We'll take some cool pictures. Yeah, I don't think so. No, yeah. I, I don't know how to use that thing. I don't either. <laughs> I don't even know how to use my damn iPhone, but anyway. <laughs> but, you know, anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, I'll give a proper send-off for the theme today. Good day, hey? What about me? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, just... you need to wait. Tony, Tony. <laughs> no, Tony, I haven't had a chance. <laughs> Making me laugh, eh? Nobody wants to follow me, eh? Well, <laughs> normally you just go first, so you went out of order today, so. Yeah. Uh, you can catch me on <laughs> Instagram, well, social media as well as. <laughs> Sort of sound like the old man pretty soon he's setting me up for beers. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, at T Rum Follow is where you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And, and I'm not an ass. Chickens. Oh, oh, peaches. Oh, peaches. Anyway, um, go ahead. Uh, anyway, I, I don't post as many aviation photos as Aaron does because, yes, he does have a kick-ass camera, and I have an iPhone. And skills. And I won't go that far. Um, but I do a lot of concerts, and so you'll see me and yeah. my fiancé doing stuff like that. But anyway, um, and uh, you can also... Uh, I think that's it for social media. For I'm way off. Hey, Ryan. No, I already did it. Good day. Eh? <laughs> Don't be upset. <laughs> <laughs>